Long past the hour for quitting labour, amid the smoke-filled haze of the south gate, the after-lodge crew continues to linger in the rubbish of the temple, under the watchful eyes of right-worshipful Grand Censor Bob. Not recognised nor endorsed by any grand or subordinate lodge of regular masons, irregular masons, co-masons, Canadian masons, or internet wannabe masons, they banter on as always. Puffing cigars, drinking stale coffee, making terrible jokes, studying agency law, spreading the intemperance and excesses of digital masonry, and generally disappointing all seven of their podcast subscribers. Do yourself a favour and stop listening now. Only trolls and masochists dare to eavesdrop upon this after-lodge banter. Welcome to episode 221 of the After Lodge podcast. Now, the handful of you guys that are Wait, you know, really? listening live may be a little confused about the absence of 219 and 220. Um, they are in the shoot. You see, we we had worshipless producer Bruce handling those, and they are in the shoot. Uh, it took, they're in the mail. Yeah, it took a couple <laughs> took a couple of weeks uh, to get those together. Um, if you've watched this Twitch feed, you understand why. Right. Uh, it is still on Twitch, and it is will not. be. Posting it as two episodes, maybe at once, maybe spread out. We we don't know yet. Um, but we had we had a good time with that. We we had John come in, and uh, we're all still kind of recovering from putting John and Jason in the same room for four hours with alcohol and a microphone. Giggity. Uh, yeah. Good times. John, it hasn't uh, it hasn't snowed again really since you left. So yeah, it came up here. Got it. Got it. cold though. It did get cold. It did get super cold. But uh, I felt bad griping about our negative fifteen situation when John was floating around in the like <laughs> they had to burn ropes on the railroad tracks. <laughs> yes, we did. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't it somewhere in the country hit like? Colder. I, I thought I heard somewhere like there was one place that recorded colder than the daylight surface of Mars or something. Yeah, that yes. would have in terms Chicago. of wind chill. You would have. You would be correct. That would be Chicago. Um. So, but you made it back safely. Um, we were kind of gambling on that with your budget plane tickets. But uh, <laughs> seems like everything went all right with that. Yeah, surprisingly. Um, so we good time. Yeah, it, was, it was it was a good time. I I don't know how much we can say on public record. Uh, we we did not end up in court arraignment the following Tuesday as I expected. So don't really know what to do with that. But well, the party ended up being right. again. Smaller than than uh, we had planned, which honestly probably ended up working out for the better. Yeah, yeah it was a nice little hangout. Uh, it was uh, entertaining coming down there. I, I'm still very excited to know you guys have white castles down there, just in case I come back down and <laughs> need something neat. <laughs> I, I I didn't know you were a fan, John. I would have made oh, sure we, uh, made it better. 
You bet your daffy ass I am. I grew mm-hmm. up on them oh. bastards. Interesting. They got good big red. It's, uh, God, I haven't the, had that in hmm. a decade and a half. <laughs> that is the absolute best part about. I don't know I why theirs is better, but it is. I think it has something to do with the fact that it's from a fountain. It just yeah, yeah. They they have the the special keg. I'm getting all excited. Mm-hmm. Just thinking about White Castle. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you, John. I don't. Uh, well, no, I take that back. I was going to say I don't think I've ever gotten excited about a White Castle, but there were a lot of times in my later teens where it was 3 a.m. and Oh, yeah. You just what? had to have something to eat. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh... it, 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 it was that or Denny's. That's... Yeah, and you're liable to run into the cops at a Denny's, so White Castle it is. So right. the prime shift at White Castle <laughs> is uh, you understand the 3 a.m. shift. That's when the, uh, the frontline cooks are on. That's when the they, they know who their audience is. And it's crazy because at 3 a.m. they'll have like a line of cars around the building. Oh, God, yeah. I'm like, who are all these people out eating at 3 a.m.? And then I'm like, oh, it's me. (laughs) Who do you think it is, Bruce? Right. Um, It's kind of like, what's no, Steak and Shake is more like 5 a.m. And that's old people eating breakfast. That's bizarre. If you ever are up at 5 a.m., go to a Steak and Shake. It will be packed. Yep. Don't know why. So... I we do hope you enjoyed your visit and uh that crashing at Bruce's house did not did not uh dissuade you from coming back to visit our little part of Pennsylvania. Nope, I I was just I'm 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 pretty sure the the uh the the uh circles we set up in the bedroom kept the ghosts from bothering him. So I don't think that was an issue and or it was he was polite enough to not say anything. He said he's a great house guest. What what can I say? It might be that bear you shaved and call a dog. Yeah, yeah the one that the one that almost killed my wife, um, but not with jaws. <laughs> Apparently, uh, my my wife turned out to be highly allergic to Bruce's dog, and it was very sad for her because she loves dogs, especially really big ones, but not that dog. <laughs> her eyes were still swollen shut when I got home, and that was like three Benadryls in. Oh. Yeah, it was, uh, I don't know. What are you feeding that dog, Bruce? It makes it like kill people, you know, children. <laughs> uh, that works. <clears throat> a lot is, uh, a lot's happened since our, since our anniversary show was recorded and I don't, uh, I don't even know where to start. I guess we could start with my uh, with my personal woes, um, since I don't think we've shared with the After Lodge audience that, uh, hey, I'll entertain the thought of looking at a house very quickly became, well, I'm moving right now, so I'm doing that in the midst of everything else, um, so I, I'm kind of absentee. I think I had mentioned uh, to some people after I respond to emails super late. Uh, if you email after Lodge Harlan and don't get a response within the normal 
super long time it takes me to respond. It's probably because all my stuff's in a box and I'm hating life. Uh, but I'm getting moved out to the out to the the what would you call it, Bruce? The flowery uh, part of town. moving on up. The flowery <laughs> part of town to the so east been, side. Been reliving the uh, well. I was thinking the Beverly Hillbillies on the account of you know I don't want to be accidentally racist. And uh, how is that racist? That whole show. Oh, I mean, uh, okay. Although yeah. we are moving on up to the east side in the sense that my <laughs> mortgage is moving on up, like way the up. Deluxe house in the sky. Um, however, we're moving to the. I guess nicer part of town, if you want to call it that. And I really just want to put a bunch of stuff on top of my car and like tie it there and roll in, screaming "Yeehaw!" Oh, just like, do complete clamp, clamp it, yeah. mobile as you roll in. Clamp it, start rolling in. Um, because it's sort of like that. And one of the terms I had for moving was that I wanted a large foyer. And the reason I wanted a large foyer was because I was going to put a bust of Thomas Jefferson in it. So it was the first thing that people see when they walk in the door. So my wife, in the spirit of being helpful, uh, produced this thing. There's <laughs> a, a scale reference of my, <laughs> my six-inch bust of Thomas Jefferson. The world's <laughs> tiniest bust. Yeah. Um, but she said it counts, and so now it has to sit in the foyer. Um, this is not what I had in mind, by the you way. You should put that on the dash of your car. <laughs> <laughs> put on my desk at the office, but put ornament. our HR people are out of control, and I don't want to get a visit because somebody got triggered because I had Thomas Jefferson on my desk. Who doesn't like Thomas Jefferson? Um, oh, where should we begin? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Federalists. Let's let's start with the Federalists. Bruce. Um, we can start with Alexander Hamilton, perhaps, <laughs> and then move forward in time. Uh, he was not a universally alive, Arlen. Okay, so uh, modern day Democrats, nah. which is fun because he's like the founder of their party, and now they despise every word he ever wrote. <laughs> How many um, modern-day Democrats are uh, above you managerial-wise at your work? A lot. Really? This is a media company. Bruce. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise <laughs> me at all. Uh, um, so, also, the... the uh, oh, the, the students and faculty of the Thomas Jefferson University in Virginia... Uh, where there's now a resolution passed by the board that Thomas Jefferson cannot be quoted um, in speeches <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> what? Why? That happened a few years ago. Um, it's like, what is he, like President Voldemort now? The administrator uh, yeah. that shall not be named. It was a big thing at the time because it's like the university that's named after him has banned his quotations and such. I mean, I he guess because he owns slaves. Point, so, yeah. yeah. What is it? A liberal arts college that doesn't well, it's do just much. A, I mean, are they university. that? Yeah, but I mean, that's dumb, even by university standards. Well, it is. Um, never underestimate the ability of people to be triggered by stupid things, um, especially in mass. In my personal life, I just like you know 
stick up the finger and laugh at them because it's funny. Uh, however, we're talking about my professional life that pays me. So, um, no Thomas Jefferson at the office. Huh. Uh, so no, he will go in my foyer, uh, and stare people down as they walk in the door. I kind of thought about like seeing if I could fit, uh, fit that, that Torah portion like inside of it somewhere and nail it to the door instead of like a regular mezuzah. Uh, so that may still be a possibility too. <laughs> Cause then he's like sticking out like, you know, so when you come in the door, he's like sticking on the side, looking at you with a sideways. look. <laughs> you could have him be the door knocker, like attach a giant ring to him and then make people knock on your door with him. Yeah. 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 Or like a chime pole or something. Yeah. There you go. Uh, I don't know. So I'm going to neighborhood association meeting here in a couple weeks. Uh, uh, icky, so, icky, icky, so icky, that I icky. can learn about what kind of silliness is being imposed upon me. I already know there's all these uh, city ordinances that are kind of ridiculous. Um, you're not allowed to have a unregistered vehicle anywhere on your property. So if you want to have a junk car, you got to tag it and pay it every year. Uh, I was looking for silly ordinances that you get in those kinds of parts of town. And is it residential no only or does that include commercial? There, There is no commercial in this particular city. It <laughs> Um, I think there is actually, but, um, no, I think that even includes commercial is like, if you have trucks, they have to be current on their title and registered, etc. Um, there's like an architectural review board that has to approve the cosmetics of your structures in addition to, you know, the regular county building code stuff. Uh, just weird stuff that you'd expect in that kind of place and I'm not looking forward to it. Hence my Clampets reference because you can take the boy out of the trailer park but it turns out I'll always be a hillbilly. So <laughs> yeah. Like I try to hide it with my fancy suits and Japanese cars and whatnot but somewhere deep down there's still that that ramen noodles and peanut butter jelly wholesome upbringing of mine. You, sir, are a learned hillbilly, or as yeah. we call you in this holler, a hill William. <laughs> you know, it's nice, but what's the point of making all that money if you can't use it to to restore the car in your front yard? Like it's why would you restore a car? The classic car. So basically if you've got a garage and you're restoring a car in the garage, you have to have it tagged even if you Technically, yes. I get the impression mm -hmm. that this is one of those places where selective enforcement is uh, is the norm. Well, plus, I assume it has to be like within sight. If it's in a closed garage, that's fine, right? Nope. Although, what? the question is, how are they going to know? Exactly. Uh, Shithead neighbors. What, do I just have to make sure they're not watching when I open and close my garage door? So, so that is nice. Uh, unlike this neighborhood uh, where I live now, where we're all packed in here like sardines, um, out there there's actually, you know, space and wooded foliage and whatnot between homes. So 
I can't actually. I could see the neighbor's house right now because there's no leaves on the trees, but you know, when spring comes, I actually won't have to look at my neighbors. So that could be a plus. Unless my neighbors are hot and I want to look at them, then I'll be sad. But <laughs> see. yeah, I, I I live in a tightly packed neighborhood that you don't get that wish. It never happens. I. It happened here briefly. Um, I had neighbors back when my roommate was still here. I was worried he was going to get like a restraining order put on both of us, but um, <laughs> she moved out. Probably doing no small parts of my roommate. <laughs> hey, does this Lorag smell like chloroform? Yeah. Get away from my freak. Like, didn't you just mow the grass yesterday? Yeah, but it rained this morning. All right. Um, it, it's it's nice. I'll have my own space again and not be living out of this roll top desk in the in the family room where I've been for the past couple of years. Um, that's actually the most exciting part of the whole thing is I can have a desk with you know monitors and a keyboard again. A nice house. Yeah, I like it. It's got uh, I'm excited for you got some problems but I'm, I'm gonna take care of them um one of which isn't actually a problem you know the mold i was talking about at lodge yeah the mold in the attic so i got the sellers to agree to a concession and um sent a mold guy over there to to do a test so he calls me and says hey um so i'm still sending this off to the lab because you already paid for it uh but this ain't mold and I say, what? And, and he said, it's it's concrete. <laughs> I was like, what, what do you mean concrete? How did it get in the attic? So then he explained that the, the wood that you use to frame the basement, they would then, back in the 70s when this house was built, it was common practice to then use that lumber to build the trestles and the decking for the roof. Uh, so all that white stuff on the underside of all the decking is concrete. And when it was re-roofed a couple years ago, all that beating and pounding and whatnot shook a bunch of concrete dust loose and settled on the insulation. There is, huh. in fact, no mold. It is concrete. <laughs> so my immediate response was, wait, I already got the seller to pay for mold mitigation. And he said, well, you find some mold and then remove it. No, he... Um, <laughs> he he said, well, he didn't have a suggestion. Anyway, my agent says it's fine. The deal's been inked, and I still get the money, so it was kind of a windfall. So that was nice, <laughs> I guess. Um, I'm a little alarmed that a home inspector, a mold specialist before, and a roofer all didn't know that was concrete. Like, Because these aren't young guys like me. These guys have been doing this a while. And they all said we had a huge mold problem so it's weird to me that like like nobody even looked at it i would assume Apparently. well no they all went up in the attic the inspector was the only one that had a real cop out because he was like i'm i'm not a mold guy like i do this thing with my finger and if it leaves a white residue i put it in the report that you should contact the mold person to look at it and then i went back at his report and i was like well you know he never said it was mold. He said that we need to have a mold person take a look at it. 
Damn. But my real estate <laughs> agent had a mold person who sent us a very, very expensive quote for mold mitigation um, after going and looking at it. So Sounds she like was that mold person money. just wants money. Yeah. No. Uh, and he also has managed to lose a real estate agent contact, which in, <laughs> in the home... Uh, in the home contractor business, like having real estate agents that like you is the way. Oh, that that's golden. Oh yeah. That's, that's and how you, so he's been written off from like one of his chief referrals. Huh. So out of curiosity, was the concession for that they take care of the mold mitigation or was the concession no. a dollar amount based on the dollar amount? The, wow. Based on the quote that so she got, got from her lucky as hell then is what you're saying. I did. I did. Um, oh. Although my wife's going to spend it on like appliances and stuff, so it's whatever. As opposed to a regular sized bust of Thomas Jefferson. Oh, yes. As opposed to a regular sized bust of Thomas Jefferson. I already showed him. She's standing off camera. Everybody say hello. As I. I'll only say hello to her face, not her hand. I don't talk to the hand. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. The part where um, I uh, mentioned to you guys that uh, I'm I'm moving, and uh, what are y'all doing here in the next uh, few weeks? <laughs> hmm. You know, Harlan, I moved about a year ago. Yeah. I believe I threw up the flag for anybody who wasn't busy on that Saturday. I don't think you did. Yeah, it was it was, it was on Slack. I don't mm. think you did, because I would have been there. 99% sure I did. Was I out of town? I, I don't know. I don't believe you said anything. Was he out of shits? He's always out of shits. No. <laughs> I would have been there. He's full of them, but he's also out of them. Yeah, funny how that works. Right? <laughs> I would have been there. I helped Aaron move. Hmm. So I, of course, would have assisted you. There must be some reason. All right. I, well, I, I would have assisted you moving, too. <laughs> That's in the past tense. <laughs> I don't like past tense. Yeah, by the time everyone hears this, it will have been past tense. You know, that's not as funny as it should be because we've still got two of the anniversary shows to push out. And as we've discussed, I'm dealing with a home purchase and a move. So one's ready to go. It's in the chamber. Pull the trigger. Uh, I may just do that. I mean, I can't do it right now. I'm I'm recording. I mean, I guess I could, but I only have one monitor. That's part of why I'm moving. The second one, I will finish sometime in the near future. <laughs> I have to buy a new house. Why? I need two monitors. <laughs> no. What? Why? That's, his more, that's more on point than you think it is. <laughs> but, oh, oh, yeah. That's... I can I can help you move, but you better fork up for airline tickets again. Yeah. <laughs> hey, 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 if I can find them at the price we got last time, <laughs> you have yourself a deal, sir. <laughs> Um, no, it, yeah, this really did start over like a computer peripheral thing, though. So, 
Uh, I was throwing a big rant because somebody broke one of my laptop keys off because, you know, I don't have a safe place to keep my things. And while it's cute when you turn in pleadings to the judge with, like, crayon marked on them, uh, little doodles to entertain the judge, it gets real annoying when it's something expensive like a laptop, uh, particularly this laptop. So I was lamenting it. And my wife showed me that house that we were looking at the last time on Zillow. <laughs> she was like, you know, if we bought this house, you could have another computer. So we went and looked at that. Um, but like the day we went to look at it, 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 somebody put in an offer and they accepted it. So it never went anywhere. We already had the agent and everything else. So we had a meeting with her and was like, look, we're low key looking to do this. Like at the end of the year, maybe in the next year. Uh, and that turned into a, hey, let's go look at this house, which yeah, turned no, into, perfect. hey, there's an offer on this house. For the record, Harlan, if you tell yeah. an agent it's going to be like into this year, maybe next year, they, they don't hear that. It wasn't the agent. She was Ours doesn't. It was, it was my wife that did this. Um, <laughs> the agent was actually taken aback uh, because if you remember, this house wasn't on the listing system. I don't know how my wife stocked it out, but she found it. And oh, uh, there's, there's, there's ways to access the listing that the agents see. Yeah, but it wasn't our agent that found this. It was my wife. Oh, I know. It kind of <laughs> makes me wonder. We, did, that, we did the same thing. She knocked on their door and created a listing. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know. I remembered that I'm not paying the agent in this case because we sold our own house without an agent and the seller pays for her fees on the place we're buying so um i guess i guess that's okay because if it was coming out of my pocket i would have been like what what the hell like my wife found this place not you right you opened the door because you had the little key code <laughs> uh super Thanks for the kids to go play with snakes in, and uh, you know I've got I've actually got space that I can invite people over to my house and not have to stay in the backyard. Except it's all the way like two counties away from here, so nobody's ever going to come. So <laughs> it still kind of works out. To so be like, well, I'd invite you guys over after lodge, but you know. It's like a 50-minute drive from the lodge. <laughs> Get some wa water bottles and top up the gas tanks. Yeah. Although we've got a Marshall place, and it's further than the place I'm moving to in the other direction. So, maybe. We shall see. But I, I am going to have to move. And also have to put a roof on this house before I move, so... I'm very <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I have, I've gotten, uh, uh, I've gotten 27 years out of a 20 year roof here. So, uh, mm. the bank's going to make me switch the roof before they loan money to the buyers of my home. Mm. Yeah, it kind of sucks. Uh, if only I had an appraiser could you know fudge that for me it doesn't <laughs> it looks nice it's just too old and i've been scared of replacing it because no 
I've been scared of replacing it <laughs> every time somebody replaces a roof like that didn't have leaks before suddenly has leaks. Well, on the upside, you don't have to worry about that. So I recommend you replace it about two days before you close. Yeah, huh. you know what I'm talking about. Like every time you get a new roof, oh, no, you... like three or four at least, like revisits where something flashing or whatever is done wrong, and you gotta fix it. So when you have a roof that that works, you kind of don't want to mess with it. I mean, we we got that one at the lodge that we dropped like 15 grand on and it still springs leaks and we're still dragging that company out there to fix it so that's it that's the story of the move there will be more whining about it to come for like the next six episodes at minimum um and at least one time jeff or bruce will give away my home address so you'll all know where i moved to <laughs> Stop! What, what what are you doing with that? Stop with the phone! I don't I don't like having the off camera co host. Like, won't you come? Worse, <laughs> good for Jason. Uh, yeah, that, it does actually. That was actually that was awesome. We need to find a way to do that. Well, yeah, because she was helpful. Yeah. <laughs> Jazz. That was I don't I don't know. I, I didn't enjoy some of those photos of myself. We did popped up on the Glenn Beck L C D. One at least one of them is on our Facebook page. Yes. Yep. Well Yeah. It's the one where you look really constipated. Well, I was really constipated. We just we'll had see. a pizza buffet and I don't know how many pints of beer at that point. Yeah, but there was enough bacteria in that pizza. It should have just drilled, drilled its way out. Oh, it did. It did. <laughs> just took some time. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to revisit that. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a night. Um, also, since we recorded that, we uh, had the big bylaws meeting at the lodge where we were proposing to raise dues and fees and a bunch of other sweeping changes. And, uh, you know, all the guys showed up and uh, there was a long presentation by Harlan and (laughs) everything just happened. (laughs) It was it was very weird because I was preparing for like this this big battle. And so at the end of the night, um, I was just sitting there with my hands twitching like I don't know what to do with all this nervous energy. Because everything just sailed right on through, and there was no, there there wasn't really much in the way of fighting about anything. And uh, I mean, let's be honest here, Harlan. We have our charter master to thank for that. Yes, yes, we did. Not been there, um, probably would have gone the way we all thought. It funny that the charter master showed up and just kind of seconded everything that we were proposing. Um, that that is coincidental. Uh, It's just because he has good sense and he knows that we're trying to do the right thing. Anyway, he's extremely persuasive. So everything sailed right on through. And I found myself in those moments where you're not supposed to talk past the close. That's like the biggest sales. No, no ever. And it would be clear that whatever was on the floor at that moment had wide support and I just still felt the urge to continue selling it because I had <laughs> all of this like 
prep work and energy. And so, then, like, basically, John, there's a bunch of the old guys in the corner that all, me and okay, so me and Harlan and Jeff are the three guys on the bylaws committee. Yep, and we are prepared for this thing because of the massive raise in dues that we were suggesting to <clears throat> fail and bomb with all the old guys. And of course, the old guys were there in mass. There were two or three guys there I had never even seen before. And right. you know, like, like we're we're sitting over there on our side, and we can see them all grumbling and whispering to each other the whole time Harlan's doing his speech, and and we're ready for them to fight. And then uh, our charter master stands up and says his bit, and basically shut them all down. Like none of them said anything when we were discussing. They pretty much went silent. And yeah, so what what like, we did we did the vote for basically we're ready to vote and Harlan's like so let me talk about it some more like you, you know when you go to buy a car and you you go to the car dealer and you're like this is the one I want to buy and then he keeps trying to sell it to you that's what Harlan was doing yeah you don't talk like, about, well and I know better like I'm normally much better about that but <laughs> right. that night I was, I was so prepped your job. I was prepped for war, man, and then there was there wasn't even a skirmish. I mean, out of everything <laughs> that we did, we compl- we completely overhauled our bylaws, jacked up our dues. What is it, fifty some odd dollars? It went from eighty-one to one hundred and thirty-seven fifty. Yeah, the only thing that anybody openly complained about was the part about who can propose honorary members. Honorary members. That was the only we had, we, had, we had submitted it as the master does it, and somebody made a motion from the floor to amend to anyone can do it. That was it. Yeah, that that was the only fight we actually had. It wasn't I don't even think we can do though. that on a lodge level up here. It wasn't even like, a fight. Like somebody proposed it, and then we were like, "Well, okay, we don't care." <laughs> and then, well, yeah, and it sailed on through. There wasn't even a fight over that. Because there was like for the for the bylaws change, there was what somebody like one guy raised his hand, and for the dues, one guy said nay. One out of the what we have like yeah. thirty some odd people in that room. We we did have a compelling thing with so the the dues thing was actually the easiest in terms <laughs> of the argument I had to make because all I had to do was put my slides up and say there are bills. This is how many members pay dues. This is those bills divided by the number of dues payers. Here's where we're short, and here's where we have to be. It was a um, that that was like there wasn't any craftiness involved in that. It was just no look here. This is like we're not pulling the wool over anybody. <laughs> look, math. Yeah. Um. The rest of it was you know the. Well, this has worked in the past, and this hasn't worked, and and you're you're actually trying to make subjective points. The dues were the easy part. It's just actually the fees were hard, but nobody fought about them. Like the degree fees, we just raised yeah. them because we had the lowest fees in our district by large margins, and they hadn't been raised since the seventies. And we just thought maybe we should just bump these a little bit, just because. Um, but the dues were easy. Uh, I was really expecting to. Uh, it was just. Oh, and it was that same week. It was after after Lodge. I'm. I'm. The same week. Uh, the reason Bruce got stuck doing the show edits is because I had a, a case where negotiations had fallen through, and we were going to trial. And so that was coming up the next week, 
So I was all prepped for that. And then that Friday, uh, right at the end of the day, so this is the day before Lodge, like that case just got dismissed because I guess <laughs> the prosecutors figured out that I had it all teed up and they didn't want to waste the time. The problem is when you've already subpoenaed the witness and put together everything and you're ready to go knock it out of the park in court, you kind of get a little disappointed when the case is just... <laughs> Yeah, I was just missing this. <laughs> I was prepped for war the next week and on Saturday night. Um, oh, and and some stuff with this house. It was that was just the story of that week. Was me getting ready to to go to some kind of intellectual battle and just being well buzz killed every time. So by Saturday night, I was just ready to explode with nervous energy. It, it's a good thing to complain about. Um, it's much better than, Hey, we don't have enough dues money to pay for our bills. Uh, so it worked. And, uh, I know that the next time we need to do something that's controversial, I just need to call up the charter master at least as long as I can continue to do that. Nobody rolls their eyes at him. Like they do at me. No, no, they do not. (laughs) Um, it's, well, and he, he, you know, I was telling him and he gets it. Like he, he was also the first mayor of our city. So at the same time, he was the first master of the lodge. He's just one of those guys that everybody just looks to. Um, yeah, no, I haven't, I haven't felt respect like that in that room in years. I, but I talked to him about the, you know, inflation and the dues when they started in the seventies. And if, if we were still paying the same dues now, they'd be over $300, like 320 or something. And so the narrative I was pushing with him is like, you guys were paying a lot more money back then than we're paying now. I don't think that's fair. <laughs> uh, yeah. But that's also the, the way to frame that argument. It's the argument I've used on all of the uh, angry phone calls I've been getting from the old guys, too, is like, look, we're just doing the same stuff you guys had to do, and the old guys bitched at you the same way you're bitching at me right now. Like, it, it's, we're not doing anything any different than you did, well, except for some things that we can't talk about on the show, but um, we'll talk about those after the show. <clears throat> Generally, we're trying to keep the lodge running, just like they did, and usually those conversations would end with like a reluctant acknowledgement of, cause they remember, you know, back when I was in the chairs and trying to make things happen. Wow. I became the old guy. <laughs> uh, I really love the, the two or three times that happened where it dawned on the guy that was yelling at me, like, wait a minute. I'm that guy that I hated when I was his age. <laughs> um, Unfortunately, the others didn't end as nicely, but whatever. Uh, there's a whole book of people who uh, are supposedly quitting. Uh, we'll, we'll see. I haven't got any demits yet. Huh. The only thing I got in the mail this week is uh, somebody's dues. So, yeah. I was about to say, John, answer your kid. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you could hear him on the mic. Hi, John's kid. <laughs> Can we call you Little John? Uh, let's see. Oh, I gotta. I, I need to take show notes. Um. Oh, uh, John. I guess since the oh, he's he's gone now. 
Oof. I was going to share since our since we recorded the anniversary show. <clears throat> my predictions about ge- getting roped into the consistory uh, came to fruition. Thought so. Oh, so that's a thing that happened. So now I got uh, two years of that, which will turn into four, six, and eight years of that. <laughs> Yay! Uh, it's okay though. I like those guys. the The consistory guys are they're cool. Not as cool as the council guys, but it's the next best thing. Well, that's my a, time well, that's passed. A- long line isn't it what the uh, consistory yeah or is it is it rose is it not rose cray uh, uh yeah no the council the council was longer than the consistory it, it was okay, uh, that's what it the council was 10 years and i skipped a chair um it i think it's normally 12 here yeah. uh the consistory only has four uh four officers that are elected anyway so at two years each, that's uh, well, that's eight years. Assuming I don't, you know, get bumped out before then, which could always happen. I just hope it doesn't happen six years in, because then I would be frustrated in the same way that John was. Like, ah, oh, come on, you couldn't have thrown me out like before I put in all this time, right? Uh, speaking of throwing, I mean, they're they're not gonna throw you out while you're doing work. Mm-hmm. Wait you have an important chair, and them. then be like, "Hey, we noticed you've been doing the After Lodge podcast." Sucks <laughs> <to> you. <laughs> well, right? fortunately, the the Scottish Rite people, at least the ones that I run with up there, are uh, they're all well aware of the show. <laughs> um, the although I don't know, we we did get a new. Uh, we did get a new Poobah, and it uh, was a different guy than I was thinking it was going to be. So I don't know how that's going to play out. We'll we'll have to see. So we have a new proper 33rd? No. Well, yes, but no. Uh, we have a deputy. Oh, okay. That's what happens. So I wasn't sure if that had changed. No, nope, we're we not getting one. a purple hat. we got to wait in line for that. That might mean that uh, John's... John's Valley will get a purple hat at some point. Yeah, I would. Um, well, we are. We had a purple hat. He retired. Now we got a red stripe. But yep. uh, considering that red stripe is like one in Ronnie Seals' uh, the best friends and a, quite a brilliant Mason. Yeah, he's he'll get a purple hat yeah. at one point or another. I'm sure. The Grand Commander will give him a purple hat. Just have to wait. Ugh. However, um, things are moving along up there, and uh, I know uh, Steve's still running the council for me. I've been in every council degree for every reunion since I left office, so I guess I'm still doing that, too. <coughs> Excuse me. Because uh, there's always somebody that's missing, and so, you know, what happens to the past commander when somebody's missing for a reunion? <laughs> Especially if you're the junior past commander. So You're the stopgap. Yeah. Well, this is the last year of that. Uh, my buddy Steve <laughs> will be the junior past commander next year. 
and then they can rope him into it. Um, so good things are happening at the right, uh, which is good because I just learned that my uh, my TO Lodge is talking about selling the building just out of nowhere. I don't have any info on that to share because I don't know what's going on. Are they planning on moving somewhere else or renting yeah. that building from someone? There was a cryptic Slack message and then nobody's responding. So, yeah. <laughs> Nice. That's yeah. exactly why I could never be a member of that lodge. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I feel like that kind of thing is, is the norm there. Well. What? Treat the brothers like mushrooms? No. Yes. So, <laughs> for the most part, no, yes. it worked out for us, though. Like, we had this thing where nobody pays attention to the, quote, business of the lodge. We elect our core officers and a couple of appointed business people. They meet every month and have like a business meeting to handle all that stuff. And the rest of us only show up for festive boards and degrees or guest speakers or whatever. Like that's, that's how this system was supposed to work. And it worked great until business became, Hey, we may be selling the building. Maybe that's the kind of thing you don't just do in committee. Especially yeah. considering, didn't they pretty recently relatively inherit that building? Uh, yeah, well, most of them. Hasn't that building not been theirs for a very long time? So most of us inherited the building. Um, the current secretary, master, and treasurer were already members of that lodge. Or, well, they were members of the lodge that merged with that lodge. Um, <laughs> so the lodge that brought all the money in to the lodge that had the building... Uh, those three guys who are now the master secretary and treasurer, they were members of the moneyed lodge that merged into the one with the building before we all dumped into it. Gotcha. So, so which one of them became the namesake? I guess the, the, the building lodge. Yeah. Uh, okay. the, the money lodge, I really shouldn't describe them like this, but the, the older lodge brought the number and the younger lodge kept the name. And the building they moved into the younger ones building out where Bruce used to live. So maybe I'll have more to share on that in a future show. Uh, but that's something that just caught me off guard this week. And in the midst of everything else, I haven't, uh, haven't it's just very interesting to me. Yeah. I, I don't know what's going on. I'm sure I'll find out. Um, also, I haven't paid my dues yet this year. Um, probably need to go ahead and do that before you know the place I mail them to belongs to someone else. Isn't there anymore? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm still in a little bit of shock over that one. Uh, what else has happened in the big leagues since we last did this recording? Uh, we have our big uh, our big barbecue coming up on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, my son's second birthday party is at the lodge right before that so it's going to be interesting when all those what time is that supposed to end because I have no idea but I may leave the dump trucks with the with the cake rocks and stuff <laughs> just kind of sitting on the counter just for shiggles yeah, because I know they're talking about um, 
showing up at Lodge at like four, so for practice. Yeah, we should be. I mean, I think we're starting at one. It's a two-year-old's birthday mm. party. He doesn't oh, have right. the attention span for three hours. <laughs> um, kids' birthday parties are like that. It's more just the adults having an excuse to get together and uh, well, yeah. how cute their kids are. Which he's going to have that nice little uh, goose egg to go with him. That he picked up during the pre-show today. Yep, that was nice. It's uh, got himself a little coconut bump, did he? Oh yeah, it's it's a big one. I don't know what he did because we were out here talking to you guys, and he ran off down the hall, and then there was a loud crash and screaming, a whole lot of screaming. And we went to go look at him, and first I thought he'd like electrocuted himself because he was holding a, an iPhone charger. Um, we figured out that my, my wife had thrown the charger on the bed, so he climbed up on the bed and I guess fell off the bed and bumped his head somewhere like that nursery rhyme. Uh, but yeah, he's got a nice little, nice little shiner. It's, it's big. It's a big one to go with the nice, uh, cat scratch down the face and the other bruise back here. It's kids, man. Yeah, he's a boy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kids. Um, I don't know. Just keep repeating that. Voice, CPS my, <laughs> my daughter was well. My daughter was the same way. Um, she was covered in bumps and scrapes and bruises most of her life until recently. Um, and it's. I was worried the pediatrician was gonna like make some accusation or something and then she was like no we actually get concerned when kids this age don't look like this <laughs> oh okay yeah um, my my mom got questioned by many a er doc and once by cps because i was so accident prone yeah honest to god accident prone like not my mom's that. fault like yeah exactly I can see that. <laughs> in the hospital twice for stitches on a foot and then a head in the same day? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> they also happened as an adult. That's a different story. <laughs> Funny how that works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just they, they find ways to do it. Um a pediatrician lady was I think her thing was, you know, if kids don't look like that at that age, it means you're not letting them you know, be kids play and be kids because they're going to get hurt. It's what they do. I've learned to make peace with it. It's fun how by the time, you know, the last kid comes along, it's you hear all that screaming and wailing. And I don't even think I got up for a minute. I was like, is he bleeding? Uh, yeah. all right. <laughs> so you just everything becomes much more low key. Yeah, he'll live. Are you bleeding? Yeah, you're bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> I've done that before, too. Uh, if it's not severe, somehow he managed to knock a thing off the wall at his grandmother's house and then step on it, like with the nail going up in his foot. And then I was, uh, I looked at him like, are you bleeding? Are you? Oh, oh yep, you're bleeding. You're going to be okay, though. It ain't squirting. Just get a Band-Aid. It's just a trickle. Lock it off. Well, don't walk it off. You're on her carpet. 
<laughs> walk it off outside. Yeah. Drink some water. Go for a walk. Rub some dirt yeah. on it. You're fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that so that's that's happened. Birthday, the barbecue. Trying to play catch up. We've had a lot of uh a lot of things. No, we did our the the giant five year episode and then didn't record for three weeks. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's true. But like I said at the beginning, we were all still trying to, you know, recover from <laughs> the trauma. Yeah. Jason and I in the same room was an entertaining sight. Yeah, you mix in some whiskey and yeah. I will I will point out, by the way, thanks a lot, you bastards. Once somebody mentioned, hey, we should get drinks out here. You wankers put all the bottles directly in front of my spot where I was sitting. That no, that doesn't mean you had to drink them, John. John, I don't think you uh, remember throwing that out there, buddy. Yeah, I, I would have drank them just fine for you. It didn't start out that way. Those bottles were scattered across the across. The <laughs> I, was, I was not. No, they like, weren't. No, no, no she I sat did. them right in front of him. She dropped them right in front of my Mick ass, right on the table. Well, the only thing the that got scattered were those little mini bar bottles. Yeah, well, I drank. I drank those. I probably drank. I don't know how many of those I had. I had two. They were. It was I, fun. I liked taking the pinky out and drinking out of the. Lake. Well, I feel kind of bad. We cleaned them out of like his halfway decent stuff, his halfway not decent stuff, and then left him with that bottle of whatever the hell it was. Probably Jack Daniels. Jason the Soko we had left over. Jason what found Jesus and he's like teetotaling now and stuff, so <laughs> I don't think it matters. <laughs> and he, he, he definitely doesn't drink much, I think is what Harlan's trying to say. <laughs> uh, oh, you well, we'll talk about that after the show too. <laughs> uh yeah, there was a thing that needed to be cut out of the show, and I need to make sure it got cut out. Um, <laughs> but you can still catch it on Twitch. So <laughs> it's not too well. Actually, it might be too late. It was too. It's too late. late. I was looking for it earlier. Because I still haven't seen it. I could. I could never. When I had time to to when I had time to watch it, I couldn't find it. And so I, I mentioned I that it was. I, I mentioned see. it was gone, and you all said, "No, it's still there." And I checked, and there it was. But when I went back to watch it, like the next day, it was gone. I haven't seen. No, it. I got to see it. Got to see Bruce holding the patch up in front of the camera. Which, huh. by the way, Bruce, I still owe you a camera. Yeah, um, it's all good. You know, take your time. <laughs> Not in any hurry for that. Speaking of cameras, I'm still waiting for Nick to send me the one he was supposed to send me like before Christmas. Yeah. Every oh, time I've asked it. about it in our oh, chat, he doesn't hey, say Arlen, anything. Nice patch. Yeah. Weird. Are you guys uh, are you guys filing the appropriate sales and use tax forms while mailing all these electronics intrastate? Well, we're not. I'm what? not charging anybody for anything, so that'd be pretty hard to do, wouldn't it? I don't know. I just it's tax time, and I have a morbid sense of tax humor. Dude, I'm shipping it out. <laughs> I, I'm shipping it out of Minnesota. I don't care what happens in other states. We we know this. It's not like he's shipping whiskey. You say that to <laughs> like that. I'm. I don't ship that. I make sure to keep it in my hands the whole time. <laughs> if it's beating on your door with a blackjack, then you'll be sorry. <laughs> and I, uh, I realize now that uh, I'm going to have to make an edit in some of these areas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. 
Because I said it twice too. Because I was like, why is nobody reacting? Oh yeah. Because you're not supposed to say that shit. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. Right, hold on. <laughs> so, uh, when the uh, revenuer from Western Pennsylvania is at your door <laughs> with a blackjack, uh, I can't even make a food joke there. So, <laughs> Popeye's chicken? What? With a Philly cheesesteak. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh wait, I think I think we have those too, like from the other play ah, anyway. Popeyes? Uh yeah, no, we everybody has Popeyes, Jeff. I was about to say, I, th- I would think everybody had those things. Uh, we Dude, we had one, it left, it came back, it moved, it left, it came back. So not everybody has them all the time. Well, we unfortunately went through this phase where like some Bojangles franchises started moving in. I think they're on the way out because we had that picket that everybody was holding signs that said uh, be Popeyes or be nothing. So, What? Yeah. I, I led a protest of the, the new Bojangles. <laughs> we all held up signs. and Be Popeyes or be nothing. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if you ever had Bojangles chicken, but... Uh, uh, no. <laughs> it is... It's not Popeyes. It's a step below Popeyes. That's for sure. It's a, it's a, uh, it's like a step at the. I don't even know what to compare it to. It, it's just not even in the same. Let's see. Up in my neck of the weeds, we've got one Popeyes. We got the the other yard bird from Kentucky, wherever, and then we've got a couple of the Chick Fil I hate gay uh, places. <laughs> Jesus chicken. You did there. Yeah. yeah. Jesus chicken. That's what my wife calls it. Jesus. She's a big fan of the Chick-fil-A. Holy poultry. So she uh she goes to the Chick-fil-A quite frequently. And I, I've never always, been there, so but never gets old to hear somebody say, What'd you have for lunch today? And we had Jesus chicken. Jesus chicken. Okay. Yeah, then we got a raisin canes, which I've not been to either. But Wait. yeah, so raisin canes is okay because it Unlike Bojangles, it's not trying to be Popeyes. It just it's its own thing, so it's fine. It's not really my favorite, well, but I don't. Raising Canes is just um, it's just grease and chicken. Brain fart. It's it's just chicken strips, though. It's like it's trying to be Zaxby's. I mean, it's not bad. It's just it's. But I, I'm not gonna go protest Canes because they're not trying to. Canes has good sauce. They do. Beyond that, uh, I disagree. I don't like their sauce. I'll listen to the big guy. He obviously knows what he's talking about. Well, you may, I, I, I you may like one that I don't, but I like, I don't like their sauce. I, I whenever really? I got it, I was just yeah, You're I was wrong. just I asked for no sauce, You're and then wrong. I would get the, I get it from somewhere else. I can't. Uh, so I'm going back to, to Dallas next month, and uh, can't wait to go back to the uh, to the ramen noodles place that uh, Brother Mike took mm-hmm. me to. Oh, was, yeah. That like that's all they do is ramen noodles. Yeah. So that blows one of my the best mind. parts about having a uh, fan of the show who's involved in law enforcement is uh, every time I'm in his town, he shows me a different fantastic place to find food. 
because the cops always know where the good. Is that what you call it? Food. You're you're damn right. The cops always know where to go eat. Yes. <laughs> we'll you are goddamn the... right. If if you can't find a cop, you ask a paramedic. Yeah, we we pull up the just the weirdest places where sometimes you wouldn't even know there's a restaurant there. And then some of them are in parts of town where you're like, oh, thank God I'm with the very large officer. <laughs> I have victim written across my forehead. And uh, I don't you know are I kind of a wee man. But then the food, then the food's always worth it. Well, yeah, and I'm never, I don't fit in in Texas because I'm never packing when I'm there unless I drive because it's just too much of a hassle to, you know, fly a gun. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm like victim in every sense it's texas you should be able to like rent one while you're there i figured that would be in their like state law i thought about it i i thought about asking the hotel clerk like uh could i get room (laughs) service bring me up a firearm please all i got (laughs) is thought there was supposed to be one next to the gideon bible and the drawer and the nightstand but (laughs) i I don't see it uh that that would be a very very texas thing to have then you definitely want to stay at like a decent hotel and not like, you know, the Super 8 where they have like a rusted out 38 and three bent bullets. Yeah, well, I, I will hand it to my employer. They never make me do that. Uh, my previous employer made me do that, but my previous employer was me. So, <laughs> uh, and he sucked. He was very chintzy with the travel budget. I'm not going to lie. He is <laughs> definitely an asshole. I, I stayed in some hole in the wall places. Uh, I stayed out one time. I was in Orlando, and uh, the boss found the cheapest hotel was in a place called uh, Altamonte Springs. And so, that's one of those places where it sounds interesting, and it's a complete armpit, isn't it? Yeah, you could you could say that. Um, <laughs> it was the only place I've ever been. I went to I found an IHOP for dinner. And I went to the IHOP, and it was super late because I'd been in a data center forever, and you lose track of the night and day cycle when you're in one of those hell holes. And uh, <laughs> I, I emerged to this to well, what I was thought was going to be the sunlight, except it's like ten thirty or ten fifteen. Anyway, I run down the street to this IHOP. IHOP's closed. It closed at ten p.m. And I'm like, wait a minute, the IHOPs don't close. See, I thought they were twenty four hours. <laughs> So they are, unless you're in this town, because you don't, nobody goes out after dark in that town. And it turns out there was a very good reason. So I'm in the parking lot and I'm on my phone asking Google where there's food. And then I hear like three or four gunshots and then another gunshot and then some wailing and screaming. And then there's police sirens. And I just kind of bolted the hell out of there and went to Orlando proper and found. Found the, I don't remember where I ate that night. And then I'm in my hotel room and like there's some domestic dispute in the room next door. And then somebody trying to kick down the door of the room on the other side and people screaming in the parking lot. It was. Uh, Sounds like Orlando to me. Yep. Well, this is like the, the shady suburb of Orlando. <laughs> Jesus. And, yeah. Um, so after that, I, I decided I didn't like that boss making travel arrangements anymore. Um, then I started having clients make them for me. And strangely enough, I stayed in much nicer places. <laughs> uh, 
So I, I have that background so I can really appreciate the, uh, you know, I, I don't get put up in five-star hotels, but I stay in places where I'm never in fear for my life. So it's a big plus. Oh, you'll lose your zest. I was going to say, what fun is that? Right? Well, it's boring. It could be. Well, uh, well so one time we had Mike on the show and we were talking about the... Uh, those really friendly ladies that were waving as I walked. <laughs> oh yeah. That one. Mike was the one letting me know that uh, like, why is a company like yours doing an event like this out here? And I was like, what do you mean out here? And it wasn't until we were having that chat that I noticed that there's like a, like a 10 foot fence with like barbed wire all the way around the hotel yard. Uh, <laughs> like, oh, it's like this super nice hotel. Like conference center and type hotel, but then, Surrounded, surrounded in concertina wire. <laughs> oh, every so when you, I went up to my room and actually opened the curtains and looked around. I'm like, oh, we are in, we are in a hellhole. This is, how did this get here? And, and I guess they assume everybody's coming from out of town, so nobody actually knows that's not the part of town you want to be in. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> so I walked. Well, I I rode an Uber with. Uh, like colleagues over to that Mexican place. And then we all got sloshed. And so I was too drunk to know better when I was walking back to the hotel. And then I got all the friendly waves and cat calls from the, what appeared to be female, but most of whom weren't according to uh, Mike uh, ladies of the evening. The females of the night. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't even think about it. Cause there's like an apartment complex. People sit out on their stoops and, I don't know that that's not that uncommon here, but, uh, was there. So I don't know how we, how we even got on this. If, if, if you, if you boys oh, yeah. make it up here, don't worry. I'll, we'll keep you in the safe parts of town. Well, that's good. Cause, uh, you know, there's another friend of the show that kept inviting us up to Detroit and never made that trip. <laughs> Much love. Fuck no. <laughs> uh, Big Matt, if you're listening, um, won't you report in on how uh, the siege of Detroit is going? <laughs> Less of Detroit is burning. I remember seeing that on uh, the Not the Onion subreddit. There was an article that now less of Detroit is burning. <laughs> my, my first thought was, yeah, because it's already burned down. You can't burn nothing. Memento. Oh. Y'all talk amongst yourselves a moment. I still like <laughs> Kathleen, Kathleen Madigan, who I is another one of my favorite comics, who ironically, of course, likes Blue's Black. Big shock, I like her. Um, mm-hmm. But she does a great shtick on. She grew up in East St. Louis, and and one of her live up live things is filmed in Detroit. And she's like, of course, I'm going to film here because whoever, who else can really appreciate the fact that you can die at any minute. Other than people in Detroit, it's <laughs> kind of I, I I rather enjoyed it, but uh, yeah, no, no, no Detroit, no. Sorry, love you guys. No, been there. No. <clears throat> I drove through there one time. That was it. I never actually stopped. I stayed there. I flew in and out of there a couple times. Stayed the night. Um. 
Wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> Literally, all I did, I, I, I flew into the airport, took a cab to the hotel. <laughs> it was so bad that back you to the airport the next morning, staying the night. <laughs> I mean, it was just like, nah. I, I, I don't. <laughs> no, actually, we uh, we had the hotel shuttle take us to a bar down the road, and we we were, we were like, when which she was because we were asking her what's there to do. Because we were going to go see a Tigers game, and so we found out that the uh, the cab to get to their ball field was going to cost like ten times more than the tickets were from where our hotel was. So Jesus, we go down to the desk. We're like, so what's around here? You know, she's like, well, there's bars, and I'm like, all right, well, where's where's one that you would recommend? And she tells us one. I'm like, okay, it's not too far of a walk. And she goes, oh no, Cleveland. you're not walking it. <laughs> she's like, you're, we're not letting you walk. She calls the the hotel shuttle, takes us, and he leaves us his number. We called from the bar. Nice. (laughs) Hotel shuttle pulls up. It's a Humvee with a Mark 19 on the roof. (laughs) (laughs) Who wants some Popeyes? Dunka, 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 dunka. (laughs) Fuck. It's not that bad. Uh, There's a couple lovely parts of Detroit. However, much like everywhere else. There's a couple lovely parts, and then there's the rest of it. I, you know, I. Yeah. I've been told there's parts of 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 Afghanistan that are rather pretty. Not gonna fly there either. I mean, you know, I'm sure there are <laughs> different shades of red on the rock. Oh yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm talking about. <clears throat> so you guys did your your bylaws stuff. You got your barbecue coming up, which I'm still peeved that timing didn't work out. That I'm not down there for it. Yeah, I don't. It's uh, this year is kind of singular in that uh, normally we have a guy of our own going through. We're doing kind of a uh, well, we're 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 doing another lodges guy this year, um, which is fine. Hmm. Like, we don't mind doing yeah. it. Um, right on. We had a guy who we thought was going to be ready in time, and he's not, which is also fine. That'll happen. Um, so, you know, we're just, we're rolling with it. Same. The downside to this, to this big event is you kind of have to plan it out, like, three, four months ahead of time. Uh, uh-huh. Just just due to the size of it. Um, That's got to be hard coordinating a candidate for it, then. Right, right. What I loved is uh, last year. Last year, Mike tried to pre-schedule all of our uh, degree nights, and you know, wrote them on our calendar. And our, way early on in the year, a guy mm-hmm. was visiting, and he's like, "You all really think you're going to have candidates for all these?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, we will." And lo and behold, we only had to cancel one. We changed one from it was going to be in Master Mason. I think we changed it to a fellow craft, and that was it. Nice. I'm actually stoked. My nephew's going to go through. He's going to go to his uh, entered apprentice on the 22nd of this month. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. How so, old is he? He's, <laughs> well, he's my nephew, but he's uh, 29, 28, yeah. maybe. Okay. I mean, he's, well, I was going to say he's probably your guys' age. Fuckers. Hmm. I've got a nephew. <laughs> 29, like 28. Shit, I'll take it. 
Yeah, right. I wish I could. I've <laughs> but, got a uh, nephew that's 26 right now, so. Right. Yeah, so he uh, he's, he's joining up in a lodge in his neck of the weeds. I mean, he lives like an hour from me, but I was like, yeah, he was interested in joining. I'm like, yep, don't join the lodge I'm in. Don't do this that I'm in. Do your own thing. <laughs> and that, that wasn't a slam on the lodge because I just changed lodges because, I mean, I belong to a decent lodge now. Um, says the guy that was past master of the past lodge. Right. Awkward. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I wanted him to, his, his journey to be his. The only thing I said is if he joined shrine, he has to join my, my temple for shrine. That was it. <laughs> what did I miss? Uh, talking Everything. About, yeah. Talking about, we were talking about more about Detroit and then, uh, <laughs> about, <laughs> about, about the, uh, the barbecue. And then my nephew is going to join the craft. Oh, so well, there you go. Congratulations. So what you're saying is the show got good when I stepped away. Well, you know, we had to. Like, it always does. I mean, <laughs> no, don't say that, Harlan. You know what I love about you guys is <laughs> we're not Nick and we show up. Ow. Damn. We haven't taken a dig at Nick yet. John, John just cut like right to the heart of it. We're behind schedule. We need to take our digs at Nick. All right. Well, do you bring that three-bladed knife? You twist it while you're pulling it out. <laughs> we do have some uh, some ketchup, uh, you know, ketchup Nick bashing to do. So, although I, I appreciate Jason just kind of double barreling him without ever having talked to the guy of the whole. <laughs> That's the guy that phones it in, like when he's driving his car, literally, right? Yep. 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 Although Jeff has done that on occasion. Done what? Sorry, I zoned out. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, but he's coming back from York right meetings when he's driving in his truck, calling us, and he takes the time to do that. And I, I'm, I'm, I mute my, my headset. Yeah, well, that's Usually. also very true. <laughs> Usually, I don't have the truck anymore, so it's not as loud. I'm gonna have to step away again, so. Damn it, Harlan. <laughs> Jesus, Sorry. man. Modium, man. Kid problem. Do you do you want to go ahead and just end this? Or is uh, it I already? Okay. How long have we been going? Hour and a half. Been over an hour. <laughs> over an hour. Wow. Well over an hour. Time flies when you're having fun. Yeah. All right. Well, um Quick note. my my children have put an end episode. <laughs> 221 <laughs> of the After Lodge podcast. You can find the show notes for this or any previously published episode at www.afterlodge.com. Hang out with us on IRC at irc.snoonet.org, pound sign Freemasonry. Shoot us an email at afterlodge at gmail.com. Uh, find us on Google, iTunes, Stitcher, Stitcher G Potter, everywhere. Yeah, wherever podcasts are sold. Uh, we are there. Oh, my Freemasonry. I think that's still around. Is it really? Yeah, somewhere. And uh, of course, the best place to find us, well, I say that kind of in jest, is the Freemasonry and After Lodge subreddits. Uh, so hop on Reddit or otherwise get in touch with us. Leave us some feedback. Let us know what you think. Tell your friends about us. And we will talk to you brothers uh, next week, I hope. Yep. Slaunch Later. It.